Hello and welcome back to another episode of League Talk and today this is something extremely special for two reasons. First of all, if you're watching this on YouTube, this is the first YouTube video that we have released as League Talk. This is also going to be a podcast where the audio is stripped. So if you want to listen to the audio only, if you want to watch the video, do both of the above if you please. But the other reason this is extremely special is because this is the first Q&A type scenario I have been put in. So we have had an amazing message through from a guy called at bloom one lol. Now I'm going to read the message out and then we're going to break it down from there. So the question is, hello Alex, so I've listened to your podcast about improving performance and they've been very intriguing. Thank you very much. I'm planning to tidy up my desk and start going to the gym. So thank you for enlightening me. I'd like to ask you, I want to become a pro player pretty badly because last month I've been informed I don't need to go to the army. I play on EU West and I've been master, but most of the year I've been around Diamond 1, Diamond 2. Since I'm not going to the army, I want to be serious about becoming a pro for at least this year. I'm wondering if you have any more tips for improving stuff outside of the game, except for exercise, meditation and tidying up. I'm also having a hard time convincing my parents let me try and go pro, so any helpful material would be brilliant thanks in advance so thank you number one for having that question but the big takeaways from this is he would like to be a professional player he has at least one year so this whole video and this content is going to be around a 12 month basis and he already understands exercise from episode 22 of league talk he already understands the workspace from episode 24 and he understands meditation from exercise episode 26 now he wants tips for outside of the game majoritively and needs help convincing his parents But before we get into the main part of the question, convincing the parents of any aspiring pro is going to be difficult. My honest opinion is that it's so important to keep an open channel of communication that is honest between yourself and your family, as this will help massively. However, if you're concerned with it due to the perception around it being a, you know, questionable career or it being a waste of time, there are some things you can explain. The first thing is the sheer size of the industry and where it is going, because these are things that is going to be massive. So look at viewership of the pro scene. One thing to look at would be world's numbers. They're really easy to attain. I believe there was about 250 million viewers of one of the world's games, whether that was the semi-final or the final, I can't remember. Look at the player base and look at the salaries. For example, the crazy salaries of someone like Impact in North America or the crazy salaries of Faker in Korea. So those aren't extremely well documented, but you can find them in certain places. And don't forget that people like myself and a lot of people around this industry believe that this this industry as esports will be on par, if not surpassing, traditional sport in the not-too-distant future. Another issue may be to do with the potential good you are doing. So, for example, a doctor has an immense amount of good um, and an immense amount of positive morals in being a doctor. In this scenario, don't forget the entertainment and overall joy that the game brings. And it truly does bring to people. Whilst it can be frustrating and people absolutely go bananas for this game, it's a community and one that can be a negative, but a community nonetheless. And it does band together for this game. And one would hope that if put to anyone, as long as it's spoken with intelligence, respect, and the matter of fact that this is something that you would love, they would see that it is important. At the end of the day, parents will disagree. They would see that this is something that you love, but you may just have to agree to disagree in some scenarios. I hope this helps. Again, everything's a situation by situation type uh, scenario. So hopefully that does some good and goes some way to answering the issue that you have on that front. Now, touching on some things quickly from the question. The, the idea of one year, and the reason I stress this is because the important thing to remember is when things are best adhered to and show best results giving the best cognitive benefits is when tested. 
So you have one year to test things out, and that's going to be a recurring theme for this video. So if we look at Phil Kenyon, golf's most well-respected putting coach, who coaches the majority of the top 25 golfers, male and female, in the world, there is little consistency, and at times no consistency, between these athletes on brand of putter, the grip, the style, the stance, the alignment, and among a few other things. Now this shows that some things that work for some people won't for others. Um, and use this year to try and to test. So the same with exercise. Try exercise, if you love runs, go for more runs. If you hate doing cardio, maybe look at weightlifting. That was something that I touched on on episode 22 of Leaf Talk. But this whole piece of content is going to be structured around routine and structure. That's gonna be the main point of this. We will split the day into three sections and create routines and structure for you in different ways that will be an incredible amount of value and give an incredible amount of benefits. All of the information is based on research or from personal experience as a traditional sports coach or things that I have picked up in the podcast, which means it is industry based. So people within the industry are, have said this, have the opinion of, um, so that's something that's really important to remember. It's also traditional sports coaches myself. I'm a sports management student. I'm in the final year of university. I do a four year course and the third year I'm working as a business developer. So let's get into it. Section one, this is something that's going to be really, really important and something that people forget very quickly. As aforementioned, we'll be splitting the day into three sections and the first section of this day will be time spent sleeping. Now, how is that going to affect your in-game? Now, sleep is incredibly important and according to Healthline, it can contribute to information retention, something that's really important for league, matchups, uh, cool downs, rejuvenation of the body and mind, always good, improvement of mental health, increase of performance, increase of concentration and increase of productivity, all things that will massively help you throughout your day. Now, in 2015, the National Sleep Foundation, known as the NSF, recommended that if you are between 14 and 17 years old, or you are between 18 and 25, eight is a really good number, but specifically for 14 to 17 year olds, you should be aiming for eight to 10 hours of sleep. And if you're 18 to 25, you should be aiming between seven and nine hours of sleep. Obviously there's a bunch of different sleep cycles. I believe there's four. The third sleep cycle is the really, really important one. Um, and that is the one where you're going to be in the deepest of sleeps. So that can be achieved through eight hours of sleep, obviously. I find eight hours is best for me and it's different for everyone. So this is where the testing comes into play first off. You might find that six hours of sleep is more than suffice for you. You might find that you need seven hours, you need eight hours. I find that if I get nine to 10 hours, I'm more lethargic through the day, which is a really sort of weird complex. Eight hours, maybe it's all in my head, but eight hours is the number for me. That's what I've found. So what I would recommend is setting different alarms. You can use the iPhone app. If you have an iPhone, they have a brilliant app on the clock feature, which is called bedtime. And that helps you sort of figure out where, how long you wanna be sleeping for. It wakes you up at the right time. It sort of estimates when you go to sleep as well, or tells you when you should go to sleep. So find out how much sleep is suffice for you. Obviously it's a person to person basis. And this is something that I don't want to be a cookie cutter scenario. So I don't want, um, the next question to come through and I'm not going to give this exact response so find that out that would be a good place to start now splitting the day up into three scenarios we've just done the first one which is the time spent sleeping the second one is the time spent playing now I know this wasn't the crux of the question but I really wanted to touch on a couple of bits here most professional players will spend between 10 to 14 and in some scenarios 16 hours per day and that's according to a, a couple of little testimonies from players, but also to the Inven article on Afrika Freaks' coach, 
I believe it was in Ben, it could have been ESPN. Uh, their coach or their ex-coach now, I love Oove. And the majority of professional players, I believe, will attest to this. In order to go pro, one should aim to have a similar rate of play in terms of time. Now, the argument of having better quality practice versus time is a really interesting one, but time is obviously really important. And one would argue that the best pro players will have 10 to 14 hours of extremely high quality practice throughout the day. Who knows, maybe that is the case, maybe that's not. I know it is in traditional sports, but it's obviously different in esports. And there, however, are two main pieces of advice I would give to anyone who's looking to go pro that aren't necessarily to do with mechanics or game knowledge, things like that. It's little mental tricks that will help you throughout. The first part of the idea is based in traditional sports. And this is something that Mobilitics had also uh, picked up on in one of their videos of how to climb in ranked. And it's the idea of playing sets, S-E-T-S. -E um, and you play sets of three or five. So what that means is every time you play the game, you look to either play three or five games. Now, if you win the majority of your set, so we take the three games, and if you win the majority, which is two, you can then go on to play two more games to make your set five. If you win the majority, you can carry on playing. Now, if not, you do take a break. And it's better to have a lengthy break. When I say lengthy, I don't mean two days. I mean 20 minutes, half an hour, 45 minutes. Um, but that leads nicely on to the next point. So if you play sets of three to five, it builds in breaks really nicely into your routine. And the next important aspect to surviving solo queue and maximizing your potential on a day of play is to take breaks. Now this game can be extremely triggering. It can be tilting, it can be tiresome. There's so many words to try and explain it. Tilting, triggering, I'm not a massive fan of those words. Tiresome, cumbersome, use whatever you want. Find any synonym for that. Um, and that has a lot to do with the people playing the game. Now, uh, Therefore, stepping away from those scenarios and normalizing the situation can be a brilliant mental reset. What I mean by that is if you look at these games and you go, this has annoyed me so much, I'm getting angry, I'm hitting things, uh, my blood's boiling, however you, wanna, however you show anger or tilt or triggering, however you want to describe it. Taking a five minute water break, go and find yourself a cup of water. Maybe exercise is brilliant uh, for as a break for you. Maybe meditation is a brilliant thing for you. Maybe tidying your desk could be brilliant. There's lots of different things. Maybe you go for a walk. Maybe you go and play with a dog if you have it. Maybe go chat to your parents. Maybe go chat to your brother, your mate, your sister, whoever it is. But taking breaks can have several benefits. And this is according to Organisational Dynamics, which is a textbook more of a sort of uh, a collection of articles, academic journal. And it's issue four by Fritz et al. Now, what a taking a, a short break can do is it can increase relaxation. That's the mental reset that I speak of. It can reduce stress. That's also a mental reset. It gives you greater mastery of task. It allows your brain to really dissect what's been happening. Um, however, taking lots of micro breaks can be not so positive in a workspace as they can cause you to stray from a task. What that means is every 10 minutes you take a two minute break or every half an hour you take a two minute break. Um, but one way to combat that is if you create engaging breaks and engaging activities such as a VOD review, so that's a great break from playing, where you look over your game, you figure out what was best, um, that can be a really brilliant way of breaking it all down, taking breaks um, and resetting your mental, which is a, a term used only in eSport, no one ever says that in traditional sport, resetting your mental, it's more of an eSport thing. But that's one really, really good way of doing it. So taking a break and playing sets of three to five is a fantastic way to improve your in-game whilst you're playing. Now, the final section. 
This has a lot more information, so buckle up, because this truly tackles the crux of the question. And this section will entail goals, branding, and nutrition. So those are gonna be three little subsections, and this is everything else. So we've looked at the time you're sleeping, the time you're playing, and this is just the rest of your day, okay? So in order to go pro, these are some of the things that will help. So let's touch on nutrition first, because that one's really easy to understand why that will help. So nutrition is really, really vast, um, and I'm gonna break it down simply for you. I have a qualification in nutritional advising, so I think this might be useful. The first really important thing to remember with nutrition is water intake. One should look to have about two liters of water every day. Um, this is something that's thrown at people left, right, and center. It's just one of those generally accepted things like five a day or now seven a day in some circles. Um, but it's difficult to understand why. The best place and the best way to understand why is looking at dehydration. Dehydration occurs when you don't have enough water in your body, it affects your brain. So if you look into dehydration, even just a little bit, you can see why it's important not to be dehydrated as an esports athlete. So in 2012, the University of Connecticut found that it can affect your mood. Now, we wanna try and be as positive as possible during the day of solo queue. Um, the more negativity you have, the worse the solo queue experience will probably be for you. Again, if you're not enjoying what you're doing, um, the adherence to this uh, idea of spending a year going pro may dip. In 2012, Ohio University found that it affected your memory. So. If you're dehydrated, your memory may be affected and you might not remember the cooldowns. You might not remember summoner spells. You might not remember lots of little things, how the matchup's supposed to be played, how the last game went. Those things might not be stored. And in 2015, Loughborough Uni, back in England here, found that it reduces cognitive function and motor skills, both of which are incredibly important. Motor skills could be um, your fingers understanding the combos that you play. So a motor skill is something that's up here in your brain that you don't necessarily think about before doing. So on Vlad, it might be you press E, you press Q, then you pull, you wait for the E to explode, and then you'll be out of pull, you've done damage and haven't taken much. That could be a combo. Um, so that's really, really important. Those three things of affecting mood, reducing cognitive function and motor skills uh, and affecting your memory are all things that you should be thinking about. One really easy way to do it is always have a glass of water next to you. Now you can tidy your desk and leave a glass of water. Every time that glass of water is finished and you're taking regular sips, go and fill it back up. That's a really good way to make sure that you'll keep drinking water. Now if you go over two litres, if you go to three litres, that's great. You might just go to the toilet more during your day. Now. However, with nutrition, I think you should find a diet. And this goes for everyone. This isn't just for the person that's asked this question, Blue. Um, find a diet that works for you. So some people find that intermittent fasting is unbelievable for them. And that means that you eat for eight hours a day and you fast for 16, something like that. Some people find that vegetarianism or veganism works wonders for them. Some people find that they need meat and that high protein diet is exactly what they're after. Again, have a think, do a little bit of research. Um, there are loads of things that have positives of a vegan diet, positives of a, net, of a, a high protein meat diet. Um, you might look into paleo, lots of different things, but just you know, figure out what I think is good. But one really, really important thing and one really easy way to have that balanced diet that most of these try to offer is attempting to have one third of your plate filled up with vegetables. I know that sounds really boring, really horrible, but if you look at your plate, you dissect it, there's generally a protein, a carb, and a veg. Um, and the veg is also a carbohydrate, but that's a good way to do it. So it could be chicken, rice, and broccoli. That might be one way of doing it. Obviously, that's not super interesting, but 
breaking it down in that way. Myself, I'm, uh, I eat a majoritively plant-based diet and that works brilliantly for me. It might not work very well for everyone else. And I understand that. I wouldn't want anyone to change their diet because of one another person's views. So it's just about testing and finding out what works well for you. But when you are playing, having things on your desk and snacking on high protein foods like nuts and seeds is brilliant. Or having foods that contain slow releasing energy like a banana or having oats like a porridge for breakfast is also a really good thing to help short and long term. So having good snacks and making sure that your, your body's firing even when you're not eating breakfast, lunch and dinner. Now the next section will be to do with goal setting. So we've addressed nutrition which is drinking lots of water, having a balanced diet, and snacking on the right types of food are good places to start with your nutrition. But goal setting is something that I think could be really, really good for you. Now, the reason goal setting is good is to do with motivation. Now, goal setting and motivation will help keep people on track and working towards an end. Now, that end for you is professional play. But more importantly, Locke et al. found that specific and challenging goals lead to higher performance. Now, when you research specific goals, the word SMART comes up. So that's S-M-A-R-T. Now, the really interesting thing with SMART goals is that it was created by a bloke called George T. Doran, supposedly. Um, and he stated that goals should be specific, the S, it's an acronym. Specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-based. So in order to create a good goal that will give good adherence and will increase performance, it will have more like, uh, it will give you a higher chance to get to the end that you're looking for, they should be smart. Now when all of these boxes are ticked, the S, the M, the A, the R and the T, um, you can create short term, long term, medium term goals alongside this technique. And this will help massively with work ethic and motivation because the truth is that motivation is likely to go up and it's likely to go down. That's just how, how we work as humans, the way that life works. And especially in this scenario, you might not be used to having all this free time on your hands, which is why structure is really important. You might be used to having a teacher barking down at you, telling you what to do, when to do it. You might be used to deadlines at work. You might be used to your boss telling you what to do. Who knows? Which is why motivation may have peaks and troughs. Now, a smart goal, I'll give you some help. It might be looking to get into masters in 12 weeks. So you said you're around diamond one, diamond two. The next step is obviously master, or I'm not entirely sure. I think it might be grand master, or I don't know if that's replaced challenger. But if we use challenger, master, diamond, one really good idea might be in 12 weeks, I want to be in master. Now that's three months, that's three of the 12 months. To put it in perspective, that's not very much. Hopefully you've got a lot more 12 months uh, in your tank, but that means that it is specific because you talk about how you want to be into challenger or masters uh, in 12 weeks you can measure it because you can see on the ladder if you made it into into masters it's attainable as you've been around diamond one diamond two and you've been in masters before um it's also therefore realistic because you've done it it's uh, it's a goal that can be attained it's like if i tried to get into challenger within 12 weeks i couldn't do it um and whilst also having a 12 week time period on it so it's time based so those are an idea of a smart uh, medium term goal so that would be one really good place to start I would start with just smart goals and then if you feel like you need more goals and more sort of traction to get you going for these little incremental gains you could probably look into short term medium term and maybe long term so that's a really good uh, other thing to do to help motivation that's more likely to get you into professional play as uh, Locke et al found 
Now, the last thing that we're going to look at, I know this has been really, really information heavy, but hopefully it does go really, really well into answering your question. The last thing we're going to look at is brand and more specifically personal brand. Now, this is something that I've picked up as sort of a reoccurring theme throughout my podcast, but more so in episode 25 and 27 with New Bold and Alex, also known as Officer Naughty, respectively. Now, these guys are British they're, um, team managers for the LVP scene in the UK. Um, and they both agree that brand is incredibly important. Alex stated that having a professional Twitter and creating content can and will help players get opportunities at trials. Now, obviously, it's great to be in Challenger, um, and that's one thing that he said is a really easy way to get noticed by teams, especially in the UK scene. Obviously, you're in Israel, so it's, I, I don't know what the Israel League legend scene is. Um, but getting into a really high uh, bracket of Challenger is, is a good way to get noticed. But if you're in Challenger with a positive Twitter, if you're in Masters, if you're in Diamond with a really good Twitter, with content around you, that will help massively. Now, for creation of content, YouTube videos is a really good place to start. And uh, this is something that Alex attests to. So go and have a listen to episode 27 if you haven't, because um, that's a really good podcast. Um, and you could always look at Twitch, you can stream your day, you don't necessarily need to have lots of you involved. Um, but ensuring there's some consistency um, is important. But the really important thing is that you're showing talent and personality. So you're obviously a talented player, you've been in Diamond 1, Diamond 2 and been in Masters before. So convey your personality in these videos. Maybe it's gonna be a video about how to push waves properly. Maybe it's a video, as Alex said in the podcast, on how to ward better. There's lots of different things you could do. Maybe you do one video a week, maybe it's one video a month, who knows. But when teams are looking at players, one of the things that Alex and uh, Sam Newbold suggested was that they actually look more at other things now. So it's to do with your Twitter, whether it's got a professional picture, whether it's got, uh, you're not brash and outspoken, but that's something we'll touch on now. Make sure that your Twitter profile um, is professional and up to scratch. That could be, as Alex and Sam said, having a good picture as your uh, rather than an egg um, on Twitter, um, and ensure that you're not, uh, you know, slandering people. You're not being unprofessional. Okay. Um, other platforms like Instagram are positive, but you can play around with those. And social media is always going to be helpful. Whatever it is. Um, again, that's a thing that you test. So. That is pretty much drawing it all to a close. The first thing that I would like to go through is the big takeaways from this. So to summarize, structure and routine in your day is something that is going to help anyone with any aspiration. My aspiration is to make this podcast really good and it, therefore it's important that my days are structured. Although I have a full-time job and I work as this business developer and a part-time sports coach, it's important to know that when I'm doing the podcast, there is structure to it. Now, um, hitting your aspirations can be done through things like performance coaching tactics as we spoke about exercise on, on previous podcast meditation and being conscious of your workspace that's all been covered previously and things that we've covered today like nutrition like sleep like goal setting other techniques like improving one's personal brand playing with breaks and playing in sets can help massively so bloom here's to you I hope this goes some way to help answering your question. I really appreciate that you cold called, well, cold called, cold messaged me and helped out massively because this is something that's really important to me that I create a community around this and try and help as many people as I can and bring value. So let me know how it's gone. I want to know from you. Keep me updated. Um, keep in touch. And I want to hear if these are things that have been useful, if they're not useful. Um, but just keep me posted. That would be amazing. And for anyone else watching or listening, if this has been useful or sparked some interest, I'd love some feedback. 
Um, I would love to be able to continue this type of content. So you can catch me at League Talk Blog on Twitter. Always in the description is my Twitter and my Instagram. If you look at my Twitter page, you can also find my business email. But I want to thank everyone ever so much for listening. This has been a really enjoyable piece of content. It's made me go through back all my university things. It's a lot of research has gone into this and a lot of time has been taken to find the proper ways of doing this um, and going back through all my nutritional advisory courses that I've done has been really interesting for me. So do get in contact. I want to know if this has been brilliant, if it's been less than helpful. I would love to hear all about it. But thank you ever so much for listening. I hope you have an awesome week and I will catch you all on Sunday. A really interesting podcast coming up then with another person from Excel. Have a great day.